Hi everyone, I am Nicole and I have decided to do my own type of true crime crime podcast uh, myself. I have definitely been spending a lot of time listening to other podcasts in the last several months and it has kind of inspired me to do my own. Um, and there are a few cases that have really stuck with me and I have gotten more interested in looking at more details into the cases. So those are some of the cases I'm going to be uh, researching and covering on this podcast. And um, I'm sure I'll, I'll get more added to the list as we go. Um, but today I am going to talk about the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. Uh, Brian Schaefer, he uh, was born on February 25th, 1979, and he was raised in Columbus, Ohio. It's in a uh, suburb off of uh, Pickerington. He was a medical student at Ohio State University College of Medicine. He also had a love of music. Um, He wanted to actually be in a band and have a music career. Um, but when his mother got sick, he decided to actually look more into medicine um, and decided that that's what he wanted to do. Maybe to help his mom out or um, be more of a like support for her. Um, so that's what he did. But he always still had a love of music. He um, was doing shows with um, some of his friends and backyards. It was like a Jimmy Buffett style type of music. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he had a girlfriend. His um, girlfriend's name was Alexis Wagner. She was also a medical student as well. Um, his girlfriend um she was just as motivated as he was uh they both had you know same kind of dreams and goals that the other had so they were actually they really were working out really well um so Brian's mother Renee um I talked about a few moments ago she was very ill um, that's when he started to get into medicine, but unfortunately, his mother Renee passed away in March of 2006. Um, he was extremely close to his mother, so when it did, when she did pass away, it was definitely hard on him, but uh, he seemed to be handling it well, according to his family and his closest friends. Um, you know, you never know how to deal or um, how to grieve. But in his case, he was able to still do the things he was able or supposed to be doing, which is good. Um, So Friday, March 31st was the end of the classes and spring break has begun. So, you know, spring break, it's time to just relax, forget about school and um, just have fun. So Brian had plans, actually, with his brother Derek that night. Um, But then Derek and his wife canceled the plan, so 
Brian arranged actually to hang out with his friend, uh, William Clint Florence, which they usually just call Clint. So before hanging out with Clint, uh, Brian actually met with his father, Randy, for dinner. And uh, Brian seemed to be exhausted, his dad said. He had finals that week. So it's very reasonable why he might seem tired of all the studying, late nights, um, and also with his mother's recent passing. It was had only been about, you know, six weeks, not even four to six weeks at this point. So it was still very recent since that happened. Um, so after dinner at about 9 p.m., Brian met up with Clint at a bar um and this bar is called ugly tuna saluna it's a seafood restaurant and bar and it's located on the second floor of south campus gateway complex on high street um around 10 p.m he calls his girlfriend alexis and he tells her that he loves her and that um he'll talk to her later he's just out with his friend or just hanging out having a good time um, Alexis was also visiting family in Ohio, um, or she was, yeah, visiting family, but her family was in Toledo, so it was like about an hour, hour and a half away, so it wasn't very close, so that's why they weren't, weren't together. Um, so Brian and Clint, they started at, um, the Ugly Tuna Saluna, they had a shot at each bar, they walked down the street and on High Street, um, in the, it's called the Arena District. Uh, they were walking bar to bar. They decided to take a shot at each bar. Um, so they're just having a good time. I mean, it's very common for people to do that. Go bar to bar, have a drink, see how it is. Move on to the next one, see how it is. Until Unless you find a really good spot or, you know, it, that's just how it goes. So Brian and, um, and Clint, after midnight, they bumped into one of Clint's friends. Um, this friend was named Meredith Reed. She gave them a ride back to the Ugly Tuna. So they most likely met her at the one of the bars on the far end of the street. So they got in her car, went back to the Ugly Tuna. Um, the CCTVs caught all three of them in that area around the bar at 1.15 a.m. Um, they were riding the escalator up to the bar, the second floor, to the Ugly Tuna. So Brian ends up separating from his friends at some point. Um, there are plenty of rumors, but a rumor is that he was going to speak with the people in the band. Um, you know, knowing that he dreams of having like his own band career and things like that. Um, someone had said that that's what he was doing. So. Uh, about 1.55 a.m., Brian was seen talking to two women on camera right outside the door for, to the entrance of the Ugly Tuna. Um, and then he re-entered the bar. So that was at 1.55. Um, 2 a.m., the bar closed like normal bar, bars do. Clint and Meredith couldn't find Brian at this point. Um, they assumed that he had just gone home. So they... But they did look around. They looked around the bar. They kind of waited. They didn't see him come out. So they decided to just go. Uh, when they got out, they looked around. Still didn't see him. But um, 
they just thought maybe he maybe he walked home, maybe he got a ride, you know. He's a grown man. Um so his girlfriend Alexis and his dad um they were trying to call him numerous times over the weekend and no answer. Um he wouldn't pick up at all. No text messages, no um phone calls, nothing. So um, Monday, Brian and Alexis had actually had a planned trip to Miami. And this trip was definitely special because it was gifted to him by his mom. And, you know, his mom did pass away not that long ago. So she bought it, you know, very shortly before her death and wanted to give it to Brian as a um, as a gift for all the things that he's doing, you know, with medical school and everything. And it was also a gift for his girlfriend, for them to go together. Um, But without any contact with Brian over the whole weekend, um, Alexis decided, okay, well, maybe she didn't want to give up hope. So she went to the airport and decided that she's going to wait for Brian there because this trip, he would not miss this trip. His mom bought him this trip, and he would not miss it for anything. So she went to the airport, and he never showed up. So his dad um, reported him missing on that Monday, which was April 3rd of 2006. Police investigated the bar and the cameras outside of the bars on the street. Um, They looked everywhere. There's no sign or any kind of trace of Brian. Um, in that bar, um, they had that camera in the front, which he was spotted earlier in the night. Uh, they checked him or checked every single person going in and out and every person was accounted for except for him. So the last time they saw him go inside the bar was at one fifty-five. He was talking to two women, then he went back in. And then he was never seen coming out. So there's a lot of speculation, um, just a lot of different um, ideas of as to what could have happened and how that could have happened. Um, there was one other door in the back of the bar. It was a service door, and it leads... Um, to a construction site, which is right outside of um the building in the back, um, but it's not used by the public. It's all gated off, um, so it would be very difficult for someone to walk through, let alone someone that is probably as drunk as he is. Um, it wouldn't be difficult. It would be difficult for someone to be walking through in pitch black. I'm assuming there wouldn't be construction lights you know all over the place either so that was the only other door other than the front door um where he was seen previously um police dogs searched dumpsters sewers landfills flyers worth brian's pictures and description of him were on it um one very distinctive mark on him was a pearl jam stick figure tattoo on his arm um he had a love of Pearl Jam and so there was a song actually that Pearl Jam dedicated to Brian um, when they found out that he had that tattoo on him Um, 
his parents were very, you know, obvious, or, I'm sorry, his his dad was obviously concerned with his son, um, considering his, his mom had just passed away. Um, so he worked with investigators. Um, they tried psychics, searched waters, searched nearby um, rivers, um, everyone who saw Ryan on March 31st took a lie detector test, except for Clint. Clint was the friend that he met up with that night. Um, and so far, he's the only one that did not take a de- lie detector, refused to. He decided to lawyer up right away. Um, and what he said about the whole lie detector test is, you know what they say about the lie detectors, um, which is true. <laughs> a lie detectors can't be confirmed as truth. A lot of times in investigations, um, they use that tactic as um, they'll ask someone to take a lie detector. And it's more like if they're willing to, okay, that's, you know, that's good. That means maybe they don't have something to hide. Um, if they refuse to, it could mean to the investigator that, okay, maybe they are, you know, maybe they are hiding something. But they also have to have reason for even thinking that. You can't just ask someone, hey, do you take this lie detector? You know, you got to have reason to do so. Um, so there was no activity on his cell phone or his bank accounts for several months. Um, Alexis, which was his girlfriend, she called his cell phone every single day you know she missed him so so much and she called him every day and one night in september his phone rang three times normally it just goes straight to voicemail like it normally does if your phone's off um but this time it rang three times which has never ever happened in the many months she's been calling um she called it several times and it still rang but no answer So um, the phone company at the time, Singular, which I used to have, (laughs) said that it was probably most likely a glitch. Um, So it was just kind of some false hope that Alexis and the family were kind of hanging on. Um, There are plenty of rumors and speculations, possibilities as to what could have happened with him um, because he was never seen leaving out the door of the bar on camera. Like, how can that happen? Maybe, you know, he changed clothes somehow, you know, and within a very short period of time, he took off his shirt, changed his shirt, maybe put something else on. Um, But the videos and the tapes have been reviewed, you know, time and time and time again. So... I can't I can't think that the investigators would even make that such a big deal that he was not seen being or not seen walking out of the bar if that really wasn't the case. So um as of 2008, there's still no new leads on their tip lines. People keep calling in um but really it's not helping. There's not they're not being helpful at all. It's a bunch of trolls basically putting in false false leads, false news. Um, 
Then in September of 2014, Randy, um, Randy, which is his dad, he dies in a freak accident in a windstorm. So there's just a lot of things going on in this family. It's so tragic. Um, you know, now it's just his brother, Derek. Um, you know, he lost his mother, then his brother disappeared, and now his father has now died in a freak accident. So it's just like, they, you know, they can't catch a break. Um, uh, there was this also mysterious uh, obituary that was um, put online for Randy. And uh, there was a message there saying, Dad... I love you, Brian. And there was a location under that name, and the location said U.S. Virgin Islands. And that was looked into, but they couldn't find anything, you know, of it. It could have been just, like, a default setting, they said, or it could have been, um, you know, where the phone was the settings were originated to or something like that. Um, but it doesn't mean that it was him. It could have been anybody. Um, they said also it was linked to a computer, um, a computer, I'm not sure of the person who did it, but it was a hoax. So it was really nothing to hang on to. Just someone again, being a troll as usual. Um, yeah, so that is still where the case lies. Um, Brian Schaefer's body or mm, nothing of him has been recovered as of today, April 23rd, 2020. Um, people think he is deceased at this point. Um, he, we, nobody has ever seen him or any sightings of him, no reports of it. Um, so, as of this time, he is still a dis uh, missing person. So, if you just look up this case, um, look at his picture. You know, he's a, a tall man, dark hair, dark eyes. He doesn't really have, you know, he looks like your, your average guy. He, many pictures, he looks happy and healthy and... Um, but hopefully someone out there will be able to find him. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and, um, I will see you on the next show. Thank you.